With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Rebel Edition. Feels weird to say that, as I will take some getting used to. Everyone, what's up? I say, yo, what's going on? You know, another day. Yeah, yeah another Monday. It is certainly another Monday. I, I was off today and somehow slept till like 11, so that's how today's going. It's another manic Monday, just like every Monday is. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Island Boy is here, looking no further. It is what it is. Uh, Mitten made. Island boy. All that. And some certified lover boy. Corey, edit all this out. <laughs> I feel like this has to be capped. I feel like everyone needs to know what, exactly what we deal with. A little bit of a different feel this week. A little bit of a different feed. We will be on a new feed. So anyone coming to us for the first time, thank you. Things are a little bit different. We'll get into that later. But there's plenty of news to talk about, which is why we're still obviously doing this. Uh it's funny that everything kind of changed for us in a week where plenty changed in the W. So that's, that's going to be fun to get into some stuff. So we're going to start off with some of the coaching changes and kind of get into that before we get into the top 25 moments and stuff like that. Then we'll kind of set up where the show is going from here. So, I mean, let's start with the big news. I got the Aces shirt on today. The Aces have a new coach. They didn't fire their old coach until after they hired the new one, which is obviously the ideal way to go about it. But as I said last week, it kind of, cleaned up some of the messiness whenever she's also going to be Becky Hammond is also going to be the general manager of the team. Becky Hammond, new aces coach. Akil, I'm going to actually get started with you because one, you weren't here for this last week and two, you've made your feelings on Bill Lampier quite well known. How did you feel about the hire? Buddy, let me tell you. Best Christmas present I could have gotten in my whole life is Becky Hammond become the new head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Um, if you guys gamble follow my advice. If you don't, absolutely fade me as well, too. I get it. Fade my picks. But lock in Asia Wilson MVP whenever you can, whenever those lines open up. Lock it in. I'm so excited. I'm ecstatic. I know people who've played for, who's had Becky as an assistant, and they've said nothing but good things. And it's great that she finally gets her shot at running her own program. Like, the first quote I saw that kind of blew up over Twitter was, we, we're going to shoot a couple more threes, which made me laugh quite a bit. And, you don't who, say. and who knows? Maybe maybe that is one Asia Wilson shooting a couple more threes. Um, once again, I'm here for it. Kelsey Plum's revenge season. Um, maybe, too. Like, it's going to be a whole ton of fun. She's been ready. She's been groomed by maybe one of the best coaches in the sport of basketball ever. And 
it's it's exciting. Like I'm ecstatic. I think it's a home run hire. Asia's winning it all next year. Yeah, I mean, I, before you came on, I said that I think Asia would be that's what, that would be my take for the MVP at this point. And I, I don't know that as as I always say, whenever it's me and Akil agreeing, I don't necessarily love my ally, but I love the change that this is. I we talked about it a lot last week, and Chris, I'm going to go to to you next, but we were pretty high on the idea of Beckingham and coming to the league in general, but to the aces overall, because they felt like the team that most needed the modernization of, of the way they play the game. I, I can't imagine being a fan of the aces and, and thinking of what you're finally going to see with an unlocked Asia Wilson. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great hire. Great for the league, great for the team. And I don't know about winning it all, but I think they'll be in the finals. There we go. I mean, she always got to rep her sky. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I was very happy to see Becky get hired. I I thought it was pretty telling. Uh, we talked about it, I think, off pod about you know the NBA coaching carousel this year and how she kind of got looked over and things. And she commented on how the NBA teams, you know, didn't view her as a head coach yet, and Mark Davis and them absolutely did, and it shows. They made her, I think, said the highest paid coach. They threw, reported at least 700K her way. And I think that carries a lot of weight towards the future of the league. I think that'll be a really good sign. And, you know, moving the league forward, obviously the money is always where people point at when they try to discredit the league or make it lesser than what it is. They always throw that out there. So, Good for her to kind of be not only the right hire, but also a groundbreaking hire in that sense. And also I saw a breakdown. I can't remember the exact number talking about the number of women coaches and former player coaches now in the league increasing as well, which I think is really cool. I don't remember the exact number. I think it was seven or seven female, four former players, maybe. I can't quite remember, but something like that. So I like that. And, uh, yeah, the modernization of the Aces will be televised. I'm looking forward to that. It is pretty exciting to think about, especially with Asia. I know her numbers were a little different last year. Right? I've talked about how I feel like she expanded her game last year and she'll have even more opportunity to do that this year in a more modern system. So I like the Asia MVP idea. I think they will be in the run for finals appearance and championship. I'm not going to label them the champions or label her the MVP yet, but they'll both be right there in the mix of it all. I don't know why you wouldn't do that, Bailey. Personally, that's just me, but I get because, it. Because I'm not like you. I don't talk in extremes. The The oh. season doesn't start until May. We have a whole month of free agency. We got time. Like that's that. what it is for me with the title pick. Like, I'm, I'm, I feel I like he's just one of those players that I, I think no matter what, she will always be in the MVP conversation. So, like, I don't feel like that's as aggressive. I, not the, picking a team that finished with the second seed last year and the first seed the year before is picking picking them as a title team is not necessarily aggressive. But before free agency, before the draft, I don't like making my picks just yet because, I mean, especially given the names that are for the Aces and for the league at large that are possible, like, moving pieces in the league, whether it be a Liz Gambage or Ronald Williams or uh, – I mean, the MVP of the league, John Paul Jones is a free agent. Brianna Stewart is a free agent. Tina Charles is a free agent. Like, there's a lot of things that can really change the landscape of the league. Like, 
Jewel Lloyd is a free agent, right? Like, I I think that the, my my bigger point is that we'll know more about who I think could be the champion in a month or so. But we're I'm much higher on where Asia is and where the Aces are than I was two weeks ago. As much as I was not completely out on Bell Beer, I, I also thought it was fine to make a change and probably for the betterment of Asia Wilson in particular for them to make a change. So I'm definitely happy that they went with something more progressive. I, I, I think that that's always a good thing. Yeah, I, I think my thing with Bill is, and I think, Corey, you could maybe agree with me on this, is Bill, we, we talk about it in nauseum, Bill created such a really, really high floor with, like, what this team is. Yeah. Like, you knew what they were, right? Like, it's just that that ceiling with him never really changed at all. And, like, I kind of admire the franchise getting out in front of it and be like, you know what, like, we don't want to just keep going to WNBA finals or conference finals and losing. Like, I admire them being willing to shake it up, like, preeminently to try to actually see if something new else happens out of it. Yeah, it's, I mean, not that I wanted Kurt Miller to be let go by any stretch of the imagination, but there's, like, that's the difference, though, right, is that they've said for years that this is a Connecticut team that could win it all, could win it all, and then whether it be because John Quell was out last year or Alyssa Thomas was out for the majority of this year, their floor is so high because of the talent on the team and the way Kurt Miller has built the team and the way the Kurt Miller coaches the team, but they've yet to win the big one, and I know that that's one of the storylines that has floated around the W for a while is can this core do that? I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year, if they fail again, that that becomes a conversation. But should it be like, like it's different because he's also more progressive in terms of the way he coaches offense and defense than Bill is. But it is nice to see that someone's willing to, you know what, I, I'm ready to get over the hump. I, I think that I don't want every team to necessarily be the quick trigger, but I do like that it's it's whether it be investing when the time is right or not being happy with just the status quo. I do think that. We said this, I mean, this. I think it's even before we had Akil be part of the show, Bailey. Whenever Mark Davis bought the team, we said that uh, having money like that and an owner like that who has been involved with other professional sports for so long is the type of thing that really grows the league. And it's the same thing with the team that we, we're going to talk about in a little bit here, Joe Sy and the Brooklyn Nets, or the Brooklyn Nets. He owns the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Liberty. I, I think that having that aggressive push-for-wins mentality in the sport is important because – that's the only way we're going to get the investment. I do think it's important that – I hope this is not the last time for – I hope next year when there's new coaches or whatever, we're talking about somebody rivaling what was given to Becky Hammond or something like that because I want to see more investment in this league. That's the only way it's going to grow. And I think that this was a huge first step for them and for the Aces. Yeah. I, I mean, I just want to play devil's advocate. Do you think – because I don't think this is going to happen, but do you think there's any way – that this move just goes completely awry and that this Becky Hammond thing doesn't work? I mean, I suppose there's always a chance, right? I, I But, like, I, what what would not work? Like, I mean, do I – like, I don't think it's a failure if they don't necessarily win the title this year because while I do think she is – she profiles as a great coach and there's a lot of talent on the team, say they lose the free agents that we talked about and they bring new people in and it doesn't work out or she's a rookie head coach and one of these teams that we've been waiting to get over the hump, does get over the hump. I don't necessarily think that's like an indictment on her, but so like, I think most people would say if she is here for the whole contract and they don't want a title, that's a failure. But if they're a top two or three seed the entire time and they're may and everyone, people are actually improving. I don't know that that's a failure. So 
I think that if they were less than that and they ended up being like where Phoenix was this year is like a five or, or like Chicago is a six seed. I know they ended up winning the title and that was because of injuries. If it wasn't and they were just at that point, I'd probably be a little bit down on it, but I don't really see that. I think this Aces team is so well run. And I know you lost the general manager, but I just, I feel like with what they've put in place and with Becky there, I just don't see that. Like, like failure to that extent, like a borderline playoff team being a reasonable possibility without any sort of injuries. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, because, I mean, say what you want about him. Like, we talk about his limitations. Like, I wouldn't call Bill's tenure there a failure. I wouldn't either. Not at all. Yeah, no. they, were, they were consistently one of the best teams. They had a historic offense this year, just about, like, they were always really good. They just never got over the hump. They went yeah. from three straight number one picks to consecutive, like, top two seeds. Like, that's a very quick turnaround. I'm with that. I, I we could all probably agree Becky Hammond's one of the best point guards maybe in W history, and you have probably one of the most current best point guards on said basketball team with Chelsea Gray. Like I think that's a really cool opportunity to have for her to be able to kind of pick her coach's brain and learn more. And I don't know, just thought about that. Very interesting, very cool, and I'm just excited for that basketball team in general. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about them a ton. Obviously, I mean we we always do because they're one of the best teams, but. Now they're going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch, like one of the teams to watch coming into the season, much in the same way that like Chicago was last year, whenever they revamped what they were doing, even with the same coach. I think that there's a chance that the Aces look very different, whether it be aesthetically or roster-wise with all the possible moving parts. I'm very excited to see what happens. That was not the only new coach this past week, though. Talked about it last week when whenever uh, the, or the Liberty were interviewing Becky Hammond or interested in Becky Hammond, and we talked about Sandy Brondello, maybe ending up on the outside looking in. Well, that's not the case. Shortly after we got the Becky Hammond news, Brondello is officially the head coach of the New York Liberty. So we're going to go in reverse order from what we did last time. Bailey, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on, on Brondello being the hire for the New York Liberty? It's definitely interesting. They really had a different style as to what she's typically done. But I do think that what she can do for them particularly on the defensive side, I think it's kind of scary. I think they could have a really nasty team defense. But I also think that there it's going to be some growing pains because they're a super young team. They had been kind of growing with Walt Hopkins. And now they're getting into a different coaching style, a different level of coaching experience. Pretty much a complete 180 as far as I can see. But I think it certainly has a lot of potential to be very good. I also think it is kind of, there are certain similarities. You've got a talent like a Sabrina in a ball dominant position, similar to how she did with Diana Tarazi. And you've got supporting cast around there. I don't know if they necessarily have. You've got like Natasha Howard, who was there and was looking good last year, but I don't know if I would end up with Laney. I don't know which one of them I would consider their second option is the way they've constructed so far. Although we know, or at least I think Benajia should be that. I think she would be their first option, but she's not going to be their primary ball handler. So I'm curious to see how they work all this out. But we all think that the Liberty are going to be much better this year when they're healthy and cohesive. Adding in a veteran experienced coach like Sandy Brandello, I think will only add to that. But I don't think it'll be right away. I don't. I think those their season will be kind of the opposite it did last year. Well, they're slow out the start and then kind of catch fire at the end of the season. Yeah, I could see them going like maybe like 
five and five over the first ten or six and four, kind of slow, but then kind of catching fire somewhere around the middle. Kind of like how the Mercury did last year, where they like they were one of the hottest teams in the back half of the schedule because, and some of that was because Karasi wasn't there or what, but it just felt like it took them time to really figure out exactly what their team was because Sky was there last year, but the or uh, Brady Griner missed much of last the, the season before because of the bubble and all that stuff, and, and she she left early. So this was like the first year they were all they her and Sky really paired together. So it was kind of cool to see them kind of build that. I think there's a really solid chance that the Liberty are like they were twelve and twenty last year. I think it's realistic that they're around five hundred or better, and they might still only be like a six or seven seed because I think that the the playoff teams in this conference and in, in this league that's next year are going to have much more spread out, really good records. I mean, it really only went down to the top five, I think it's a cha- there's a solid chance that like seven of the teams are very impressive record wise next year. I don't think we're going to have multiple teams under 500 necessarily sneaking into the playoffs. So I mean, I'm excited to see what she can do, but Carissa, did, I know we touched on it briefly last week, but are, are you on board with the Brundello hire here? Yeah, I'm on board. I'm excited to see what she could do. Um, I'm excited for that team in general, um, no matter really who the coach was. Uh, I'm ready for the Mercury. I mean, not the Mercury, the New York Liberty to, you know, to show out. They have so much talent. And, you know, I just want them to go a little bit further than what they have been. But, yeah, I'm excited. Well, like, it's all jokes aside. Like, I know we talk and everyone literally in W World talks about how much Sabrina's already been pushed or, or, or what have you. But ideally there would be other people that they would push. But they've already – if if they're going to invest in someone in the league and they've invested in the way the brand around Sabrina, Sabrina Inescu, having them be a better team and having her make progress, I think really like you want that franchise to be building around her and around the, the talent they already have in place. Because if there is a star in the face of a franchise, ideally with every team, I joked on this whenever I was on high off the glass last week, that uh, I, I think that this year there's a chance that every team has a face of the franchise and is looking in a direction where you can feel pretty positive about it except for the Indiana fever, but that's okay. So um, I think that's what this is. Like, not that I, I had no issues with Walt last year necessarily, but I think getting a more well-respected, well, like, like a coach with a lot more pedigree to build around a team with Howard and Sabrina and Benajah and Michaela. Like, like, there's so much talent there and putting a coach that knows how to use it as opposed to a coach who was kind of learning with them. I feel like we could be thinking much differently about this team before long. Akil, you're the only one that has not spoken on the Brondello of it all. What are your thoughts? How do I put this? Like, I think it could work. It's it's definitely way more of an interesting hire. Like, you think about what the Liberty were last year. They were they were very new school, right? Like, they shot a ton of threes. They played and pick and roll a ton. They were getting up and down the floor. They are very five out. Everybody was shooting, and then you kind of get a more old school coach with like an old school approach. That's that's going to be an interesting, um, like kind of battle to to see like what kind of style wins out. Uh, maybe there's more like we there'll definitely be some like kind of wrinkling of what she what Sandy really likes to do and what what they did last year, which kind of worked. Uh, I think there'll definitely be like a lot more growing pains as uh, Bailey talked about. I think that it could start very, very, very rough before it gets better. Uh, so we'll see. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I think that I'm interested. I like I, we, we like we talked last week. We talked plenty. Brandella is probably somewhere that's like a middle of the pack coach in terms of where we would have ranked the coaches last year. But I mean, you, I, I just I foresee some improvements coming, like not just because of her, but like her team last year averaged nearly four points more per game than the than than the Liberty did, and they, they were like a better. I'm, I'm going through all the stats right now of just what they were better than. I mean, obviously some of that was to be expected with, uh, like the talent on the team, but. Liberty were a better three-point shooting game than she had last year, and I don't think that that's necessarily just because of, like, that's not the style that she plays. I, I want to see her adapt with the shooting and, and the potential that she has throughout the roster. Like, that was the thing that we discussed with the Mercury a lot last year, but they didn't have the depth. It was, like, the starting five and then Sophie Cunningham. Or if Sophie started, it was Shea Petty. Here, she has depth to work with, and I'd like to see how she uses it. I know that was a great for people throughout the year of, of why Walt was – more selective with how he was using depth. And I hope that's not exactly what Sandy does this year because we saw that once Dee Dee Richards got on the floor, she was an impactful player and it took her a little bit longer earlier in the season. And I think that there's a chance that there are, are some gems that we could see more out of with, with Sandy coaching the team. But yeah, I, I think, I just think it's interesting and I'd rather a team be interesting than, you know, 12 and 20. That was a huge leap that they made last year to get to 12 and 20, but I just keep wanting a little bit better. Go ahead. Talk about talk about those signings, Gil. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tisha Heidemann uh, signed her qualifying hour off hour offer uh, with the Connecticut Sun, uh, which is super cool. She had a really really good year last year, and it's nice to kind of see her get rewarded slash brought back for it. Uh, Bailey, what were, what were your thoughts about her signing the offer? I thought it was pretty interesting because I, I remember correctly, she was the first signing in free agency last year too. So I thought it was pretty cool that she was the first one. If I remember correctly, I, I may be misremembering, but I seem to recall her. Uh, she she just takes like vet. She took like a vet men, just to you know stick around and be on a competitive team. So makes sense, good fit. She really progressed uh, <laughs> this year, both as like a facilitator and as a shooter off the bench. So I like the signing. I think it'll be good for them to keep any shooter they can around. As we've talked about before, that's one of their bigger flaws as a team around their core. So I, I definitely like the signing. I think it's a good fit. And also, I mean, why would we want to split her and Jazz Thomas apart? That's what I was thinking. I was like, it was kind of like, it wasn't a surprise that she was going to resign. Yeah, I, I mean, as a fan of the Sun, I'm happy she's coming back. I like that she brought off the bench for the team last year. I think it's pretty important. Not that I necessarily think she's going to move into the starting lineup, but with January possibly being out of there, um, I think it's important to, to keep her there. I, I like what she brings to the team. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited because I think probably by the time we get to this next week, we'll have a little bit better of an idea. Not because signings can't like for outside of their own teams can't really happen until the first of February, but we'll know more about who did not get offers or where negotiations are with people that are like like Asia could sign by next week because she's a restricted free agent. So like or like come to some sort of agreement. So we could have that, but I, I like that Heidemann was the first one we got, and I'm excited to see her back in the Sun uniform. Yeah, I think that'd be cool, and I could even see her being a. Uh, spot starter for them this year. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, 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 I can see that too. I, I think just kind of trying to find what works best for them will be part of the work in progress of the season because while they were dominant last year, it obviously fizzled out. So I think you kind of have to figure out a, a new wrinkle for the team. And I, I definitely think she can be part of that. Man, I'm just in general, we talked about free agents. Like, I'm excited free, for free agents. Like, when the ball gets rolling, like, I'm, I'm wondering what the first move is going to be that, like, actually blows up W Twitter. Um, my hot take is that John Quell Jones doesn't stay with the Connecticut Sun. I think he goes somewhere else. Why do you want to hurt me, man? B. Sorrell says her, Jewel, and Diamond are all coming to the dream, so. Bruh. <laughs> I, I, think half the, I think half the time he's being sarcastic, but it's just I get a kick out of his tweets every day when I just see, here's your daily reminder, Jewel Lloyd to the Atlanta dream. Like I, the only reason why I don't like that, that is I because I just want Kennedy Carter all day, and I don't. Kennedy's like playing it. in Poland. That's exciting. I know. That's exciting. I, I not I Prague. Not Prague. <laughs> I don't typically yeah. get into like the international stuff, but it's been so long since I've seen Kennedy Carter play basketball that I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Yeah, and 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 to me, I interpret committing to go overseas because that's a very hard transition that's a good sign for me from her like seeing it mentally um and i really obviously we've seen angel and her working pretty extensively i really wonder i would love to know what angels the extent of her role is because we see the on-court work on instagram and we've seen them even hanging out a little bit but i would love I wish I could know like what all was being said or how she's been helping her through that process because we, you love to see that. I mean, you love to see the veterans helping young stars, especially young stars that, you know, have a bit of a, I won't say a troubled past, but, you know, had something big like that happen and alter their career early. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Is Angel's a free agent, free agent this year, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I think she's going to the dream too. Now, honestly, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I would. I would restructure. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brisa. Oh, I was asking either. Yeah, I, I think my my guess would be I, I. Diamond came out and said she wants to stay with the sky. I saw that 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 was a thing that came out over the last week that she had told uh, James Wade that she wanted to stay there, but I, I just don't see how they can afford everybody. So I do think that she's going to be on the outs just because of you can't pay everybody. So my my guess is still. Diamond and Angel they sent her a qualifying offer though. They yeah, did they got which, qualifying. Well, yeah, that but that just means that they they have the they have the right to match whatever. But they, I don't think you can go over the cap, so you have to do that so you don't immediately lose the like the for, the right to first negotiation. But since she's restricted and the others are not, that's why that ha- like I understand what you're saying, and maybe they will. Like I mean, obviously, if I'm a Sky fan, I want everybody back because we see how loaded that team can be. But I'm still going with Angel Diamond, and I I think Tina Charles is going to Atlanta. I know that you just said John Quell. I've thought maybe others can but I think I think they said that Dan Padover, Dan as Bailey like like call him on his show, uh, has the connection to Tina from from back in the day, and I, I could see that maybe she goes there, and that if if like. That's a team that I would really I, I would rather invest in her than invest in Joel. Not that like obviously there's an age difference there, but just with the two guards already on the team. And maybe that's me overrating Kennedy Carter. I'll be the first one to admit that I might overrate her a little bit in terms of 
Yeah, no, I see you shaking your head, Bailey, but like realistically, if you ask somebody who they could get in a vacuum, Kennedy Carter or Joel Lloyd, I don't think many people are going to side with me and say Kennedy Carter. You might, but I don't think most people would. I can think of a handful of people that would side with you right now. If she's your second, like, because like, I think what we've pushed back on a lot with Joel this year is that we don't necessarily think she can be the first option on a title team, but with Tina Charles there, she doesn't have to be. In, in, in Corey's hypothetical world where the Dreamer is super team next year. So, but like, for somebody who wants to see the players that I like succeed, I like what I said better. So, Akil, I know that you were, you were, you've been Island Boy for the last better part of two weeks. So I take it you did not do, you did not come. I mean, obviously we know this, but for the audience, there's not going to be a debate this week because you were the one in charge of the debate because you won the most recent one. So, I actually have my debate ready. Uh, so well, but, you're, but you're supposed to tell us so we can prepare a debate. Can you guys do it on the spot? Because that'd be pretty fun. I mean, it's, it's not a serious it. topic. It's not, a, it. it's not a serious topic. Chris, are you are you good? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, cool. Let's see. Okay. I, I guess Akil just wants us to always be <laughs> as prepared as he is, which is to say, not at all. Akil, what is the debate? Guys, you know, I talk about this all the time. I'm a huge fan of something. I'm a big fan of wings. I think wings are an elite food, and people need to talk about wings more as an S-tier, elite-tier type thing. So, my debate here today is what is the best flavor sauce to put on a chicken wing? I got four words for you. Does that mean you're going first? I'll go first. All I got to say is four words. (laughs) I think I already know one. I'm going to save Bailey for the one now uh, because I think I know where Bailey's going to go. Let's start with Carissa. Carissa, what is the best flavor for a wing? Basic barbecue. Um, <laughs> no, that's just what I like. Okay, good. Ain't wrong with it. Widely available, multiple different types of barbecue sauces. Do you, have like, do you have like a honey barbecue or a uh... no? Uh-huh. Just, bar- just barbecue, straight barbecue. I right, sweet baby rice, classic. Marissa <laughs> did say earlier that she's a picky eater, so I, I can imagine that. That keeping it the most basic as possible makes a lot of sense. All right, Corey. Uh, I like a good Cajun dry rub. I like a little bit of, I mean, that, that's as spicy as my family tends to get. So, uh, and that's probably even pushing it for them. But, you know, <laughs> I, wings aren't exactly, I mean, there's there's not a lot of good wings up here. So I kind of take what I can get. So if I can get a little bit of, like, I, I don't mind a little bit of spice, but definitely a little bit of flavor. That That's what I'm going for. I know what Bailey's going to do. So I know Bailey's probably going to win. So please, by all means. I don't think I'm going to win, but I got four words for you. Lemon pepper, extra wet. That's all I yeah, got to say. I kind of, kind of figured that I knew the first two words were coming. That's all I got to say. You, it's, it's the staple. It's the classic. It's the go-to. It's I don't the even game think those up here. Um, Akil, you're a man of culture. You know what's up. Goodness. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the. I mean, Corey, you can add it to the pot or take it out. Um, but Bailey's down there in in the land of Georgia. Um. There's, yes. there's a famous there's a famous spot everybody goes to to get acquired said lemon pepper wet wigs. Um, I have been to said location. Um, 
and city where magics can be made of. Um, Live it up or Lou. Um, so I think a Bailey wins. Look, I will, I will, I will say this. I did not go there for that environment. I, I strictly went there to actually grab wings and left because when people did not know this, there's actually a drive-through window. I'm aware of that. I, I'm where you can no, where, where you can pick up food and dip. I actually yes. my, my cousin went to Georgia Tech, and I went down there with him, and they said we're going to get wings. And then he said, all right, where are we getting wings? I thought it was a B-dubs. And he said, no, we're going to a strip club. I was like, huh? Like, that's a thing? Strip club uh, food is phenomenal. Believe Again, it or not. not here. People, no, I, I, I mean, I'll do excited. I've not been to one, but I've been, I'm very well aware that the food here is uh, not great. Like, people legitimately just go to Magic City to get wings. You can order Magic City on DoorDash. That's and wild. Like, I mean, I knew this, but it's still wild. And then, like, did. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, of course, Bailey wins, because I agree, like, Magic City, <laughs> Lemon Pepper Wet, just, it's something out of the classic books, just get a little side of ranch, and you're cooking with gas. Like, with a damn ranch, with a damn ranch, with a damn ranch. Like, them, JR, JR Cricket, like, American Deli, like. Can we stop while we're at <laughs> Bailey, what do you think I didn't know about ATL Wing Spots? I just well, ordered sushi. I'm gonna order wings now. So Bailey, now now it's your turn to plug something. My turn to plug something. Yeah, plug, you won the debate. You won the debate. Okay. Um, can I plug the thing? Let's do that. We we'll have more W stuff to talk about. You know what? I like that. Let's let's talk about the thing. Uh, where do we start? Oh. So, I I'll, I'll start. You can edit all this. Uh-huh. All the process out, but uh, to those of you listening to this, you probably noticed that we are under a new name. I think we'll have a new graphic by the time this is published. I don't know. We're working on it. We are no longer affiliated with the lead sports media, the lead SM, whatever you know them as. Yeah, we're no longer affiliated with them. We have renamed our pod. We will be moving forward under a new entity soon to come. Am I allowed to drop the name of the new entity or are we going to hold the new entity? Well, name? To, I mean, I would have asked you the same thing. So I feel like I don't think anyone on, on with our group is going to care. So go for it. All right. This will be an official announcement then. Wow. The pressure's on. Let me uh, make this sound good. Our new entity will be called Outlet Pass. We are looking to officially launch the entirety of that next month but we are starting the process here with our pod and rw coverage and this is the first one and that's what i'm gonna plug Corey, akil chris do you have anything to add to our plug since we are all members oh uh, yeah i'll i'll add in some two cents as always it's it's been fun we were kind of talking about it and then we we're like you know what let's let's maybe sit on this thought a little bit more and here we are. It's going to be with a ton of fun people that we already talked to and kind of kick it with in the socials. We're all there. People that we got, I got super, super close to um, when I joined up with the lead. Uh, but all very good peoples. Um, love them all equally. This is going to be a fun journey. Uh, kind of starting something from the ground up and hopefully see it grow. And yeah, I'm excited. Glad I get to do it with you all and the rest. 
and it, it'll be a fun ride. Yeah, I'm just done. Go ahead, Chris. I was just gonna say that was so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I said it on the Motorcade three one three, which is gonna I think drop before this, but it's the same deal there. Nothing's really gonna change from us, and except for the name and where you get it necessarily, but like the content's gonna be the same. The vision that you've seen with when we were doing everything with our Twitter last year and the content that we brought to you, that's all going to be the same because like the, the only, like nothing's going to change about where we come from. If, if we always have the same energy and the same passion that we do. And I think that's, what's really helped us grow so much over the last year. That's a bar, by the way. Uh, that's a bar, but yeah, I agree. I don't know. I like, I'm just, I'm excited for what we do. And, and no matter where I do it, like the fact that we, like Bailey and I were doing this before we even got picked up, but like we were working for the lead and it was before you even got picked up by the lead. So I just, I, I just believe in what we do. I I think that's what we, uh, we have a ton of fun with this pod every week. We have a ton of fun covering the league and I'm excited for what's next. I think the rebel edition was a little bit of a play on words with jerseys and with us going out on our own, but I think it fits. I think that this is going to be a fun time to actually work together and I didn't necessarily think it was going to be starting in the middle of free agency, but here we are. It, it, it's it's part of the fun that we're going to be able to cover that through this, and I'm excited for whatever we do. I didn't necessarily think we were all going to be hijacking Bailey's plug, but I also didn't think we were going to be doing a debate. So maybe these pods, as the Rebel edition, will be in true Akil fashion, be a little bit more disorganized, but that's, that's part of the fun every week. It's all part of the, the, uh, the passion and the energy and sort of the... Uh... What's the word I'm looking for? I can never think of the word. It's like validity, but not necessarily validity, but like, you know, just the uh, the raw, unedited, unfiltered, like, level to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what we do here. That's that's how it's going to be going forward. Obviously, we'll announce more as it comes out, but definitely outlet, check out Outlast Pass. It'll be coming sometime within the next month or two, and, and there'll be plenty of stuff for anyone that likes what we do. Uh, trust us when we say that the people that we're going to be doing with, if you like us, you'll like them. So it, it's about to be a good time. So uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to get into before we call it for the week? Have a great week, y'all. Yeah, I agree. So thank you. Anyone who's listened to this, uh, like I said, it's in a different place. We're going to be sharing it the same way, but uh, it's in a different place for Rebel Edition. This is this is how it's going to be from now on. A little bit looser, a little bit more fun, but definitely still us. So if you've liked what we've done for the last – I mean, for me and Bailey going back to the 2020 playoffs for this crew here throughout this season, um, it's only going to get better from here. I, I think that I, I really believe in the vision of, of what we have going forward, and I like the steps that we're taking. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. We're hitting this, as like I said earlier, it's a weird time because it's right at free agency, but I think we're hitting this at the right time for us. I think it's going to work out very well. And since we're going to have plenty to talk about over the next couple of months, whether it be college or free agency or the draft, the draft will be here before you know it it's less it's like three months away so uh definitely a lot of fun to talk about and uh we catch you next week on rebel edition